we open to a strange room that appears to be the marriage of an academic study and a greenhouse. Large shelves full of books, scrolls, and artifacts stand between large potted plants that have grown haphazardly around the office. A Mwangi human man in long green robes paces between the rows of books and vegetation, every few moments glancing over at an Akujai woman in white robes who has passed out on a couch. She shivers as beads of sweat trickle down her reddened cheeks. We hear the flap of large wings and the man in green robes rushes to a large open window. A tall and slender angel enters, holding a cloth sack outstretched. The man in green robes snatches the sack and rushes to the aid of the woman on the couch. Damn it, Kiyoma, what took you so long? The green-robed man takes out a lump of purple flowers from the sack and begins to grind them with a mortar and pestle. I was attacked. Akishi, disguised as a lone hunter, got the better of me. Oh. Well, I apologize for sending you on such a dangerous task. Did you kill the fae? The green-robed man begins to mix the powder with an amber-looking liquid. No. Fate had it that I was saved by a group of adventurers. Ah, so the leopard tribe found you. No. There was one Akujai, but she was not a part of the leopard tribe. They were all outsiders. The green-robed man administered the new concoction. The green-robed man administers the new concoction slowly into the unconscious elf's mouth. Wait, what were they doing in Leopard Tribe territory? It would appear that the Leopard Tribe has been pushed back to a cribble by the Cinder Claws. There's a strange magical mist stretching over most of the land south of their city that they cannot enter. The green-robed man feels the woman's forehead and then stands. She will make it. Thank you again, Kiyoma. You should thank the adventurers that saved me. Otherwise, I would have been eaten, and this woman would be dead. Yes, I suppose you're correct. No, wait, what, what were these people doing between the Akujai and the Cinderclaws? They told me they were helping the Akujai take back their land, destroying these strange magical totems dedicated to Dahak. I see. Very strange indeed. Master Devoku, I think you may owe these heroes some aid. I owe them nothing. I haven't even met them. Besides, why should I do anything to help the Leopard Tribe? After all, they did threaten to kill me if I ever returned to their side of the jungle. They helped you without meeting you. There's a long pause as Devoku examines the tile of his office. Master Devoku, I cannot instruct you to do anything, for it was you who summoned me to aid you. But I do think that these heroes 
may find themselves against stronger enemies than they expect. You see, as I returned, I passed by a horrible-looking fortress, one made of clay and of bone. It was teeming with cinder claws, and its aura was that of an ancient evil. If the Akujai fault these dragon worshippers, how long will it be until they come for Magumbia? We pan out as the angel and the grand wizard stare at each other silently and the overgrown study, and we fade to black. before we get ready to dive into this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. Next Monday, for all of our patrons, we will be dropping our fifth episode of our Starfinder campaign. It is a delicious one. We left off at a pretty massive cliffhanger. Uh, It will be available for all other listeners the following week of February. Be sure to catch up on that so you are ready to listen to next week's episode. We are coming up on our one-year anniversary since we dropped our first episode. It is going to be February 3rd, and uh, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We would like to cordially invite you to our birthday party. We are going to do some streaming on Twitch probably for a good four hours. It's going to be a come and go, so a few of us will be jumping on, jumping off, but we'll keep the stream going. And I think there's going to be a lot of things we're going to be doing. We're going to be playing some games. We're going to be reminiscing about some of our favorite moments on the show. Uh, We might even bring some folks on that are just on the stream listening in our Discord. Uh, We may just have have you all jump in and and chat with us. There's going to be a few giveaways. So you're going to want to be there on stream for when we call those out. And there's a chance to win some beautiful dice. Guys, I'm not kidding. These are beautiful dice. I just got a pressure pot over Christmas um, and have got it up and functioning. And it is pumping out some of the most beautiful dice I've ever seen. It is none of my own doing. It is 100% the pot doing all of the heavy lifting. Uh, But these are amazing. We want to get them out to you. So join us on February 3rd for some laughs. Uh, Great memories and good reminiscing. The actual time of the event will be disclosed later this week on our social media. If you are not following us on social, now is the time to do so. Basically G-Pod on Twitter is where you can find us, the Basically Good Podcast on Instagram. And we do have a Facebook page, and I have mentioned already that we have a Discord that is incredibly active. Jump in there. We want to hear you guys and your thoughts and opinions on the show thus far. We want to stop everything and thank our patron of the week, which is Lisa from New York. Lisa is our newest patron at the Small Town Hero tier. Lisa, thank you so much for jumping in. It has been a blast to chat with you over these past couple of months. Get to know you a little bit better through streams. Lisa, thank you so much for your support of the Basically Good podcast. If you all enjoy the show and you enjoy what we put out and you interact with us on social media and you'd like to support us, the best way you can do that is by supporting us on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash basicallygoodpodcast. 
Check out our three available tiers there and all the goodies that come with it. Your support means everything to us, and it's going to allow us to improve the quality of our show by getting new microphones, getting merch up and running, and honestly, producing greater content for you all to listen to. If you are unable to support monetarily, we do ask that you stop by Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there. That is going to help our reach tremendously. If you haven't done that already, we ask that you pause what you're listening to right now. Go in and do that. Take five minutes out of your day to support us that way again. That extends our reach to the stars above. We thank you for your feedback and for taking the time to do that. I think this is announcement worthy, so we're going to go ahead and do it. We just got some new emotes on our Discord, and we're going to be adding them to our Twitch channel as well. Uh, We have four emotes of Aaron, actually, now, uh, made by Chris V. Champ. He was the same artist that did the Kaleri emotes that you might be familiar with. But we now have a birdseed eating Aaron, a crying Aaron, anime glasses Aaron, and I believe it's high or some other sort of like high on pesh Aaron or drunk Aaron. Uh, go check those out. Chris did such an incredible job. We're just so happy to have those little pieces added to our collection um, and hopefully more to come here soon. That is all the announcements that I have for today. Please enjoy this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. I remember you, Elowin. Where is my sister? I, I, I don't, I don't know who, who, who are you? Uh, Dremir? I, I don't, I don't know. And she's just clawing, like, like clawing at the mud and is just trying to get away from you. You don't know? You don't remember? You killed people. You killed innocent people. Back in Breach Hill, you were chasing a group of orcs. They ran into our town. They held us hostage, and you killed us. She, um, you see her, like, rummage and, like, kind of toss something to the ground, like, away from her, and spilling, like, spilling out of her pocket towards you, like, as much as she can manage while being, like, kind of entangled, uh, you see sinking in the mud is another cube fragment. I grab it. That she, like, tosses aside. She says, take it! Take it! I I know it's what you came for! I I don't want it! It's not worth it anymore! I didn't come for this! It's not worth it! Elowin, I don't even know what it does! I came for my sister! After you left, after you got done ransacking our village, you ran into a little goblin. I read about it. I read about it in his journal. Um, Silas, I I do want you, as you look down at her, you look at her quiver, and you do notice that the arrows, and you kind of, like, get, like, a flashback, and it's, like, the same make of arrow that you saw like go into your mother's chest that day and it kind of connects that you know she was the one that fired that arrow you know you shot my mother with those arrows those arrows right there you wreaked havoc 
What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean you don't remember? She's she's also, you see, like, her eyes are glazed over. Like, she can't see you. She just hears, like, a voice and doesn't know how many you are, but... The, you're talking about the, the, the goblin village? Yes! That was my village! I... I... I, I don't... I don't know what to say. I... I'm, I'm sorry. I... I... We didn't mean... We didn't mean it! You didn't mean it? You... You didn't mean it? You didn't mean to kill people? You didn't mean to take my sister from me? Oh, you didn't mean it. That makes it better? Do you really think that makes it better? I don't know who your sister is. And I, I, I'm sorry, just, I, I, you have the cube, but I, 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 just let me go. Uh, she's just clawing, trying to get away pulls out you. The, the journal of um, uh, Alden McAllister. Yeah, and, and also, like, she, she just seems completely, like, not coherent. Like, has kind of lost it. But continue. Um, he, he, he pulls out uh, the journal and goes back to... Um, try and find where he writes about. I found Alden McAllister's journal. If I could have even finished sharing my point of view before that deformed goblin broke into our camp, they would have listened. That bitch ruined everything. That bitch was my sister. Uh, the, the, she, she's just kind of like trying to put it together. She says, uh, I'm so sorry. I, 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 I don't know what to say, but I, I'm sorry. She, if you're looking for her, she's dead. What do you mean she's dead? If, if if I tell you what happened, will you let me go? Tell me what happened, Elowen. With that, we are going to fade away to another scene. As Elowen begins talking, we fade to a new scene. We open to a familiar clearing in the Chitterwood. A large tree stands alone in the center, but it's not goblin children that sit beneath, but a group of exhausted adventurers. They sit solemnly around a haphazardly thrown together fire pit. We see Dromir Luckmail leaning onto his blood-stained dark great club. Bryn Humblegazer, nervously fiddling with her flute. Elowen Porter, feeding Brock a bit of dried jerky. And Alden McAllister, nursing his burned shield arm. Damned green devils. I have half a mind to go back there tonight and finish what we started. And risk getting us killed? Count me out. That little bomber goblin was nuts, pipes up Bryn. He caught us off guard, 
If it were a fair fight, we would win every time. I'm sure we would, grumbles Jeremir. But Bren's right. It's not worth the risk. Besides, I've already got what we come for. Jeremir motions the orc chieftain's head near the fire. That should fetch us a nice reward back in Eladir, where we can sleep on something nicer than straw for a night. Alden scoffs at Jeremir's apathy and begins rifling through a pile of crude rucksacks. Elowen bends down next to him. Um, how's your arm? It feels like it's still in a furnace, but the ointment has taken some of the sting out. Good. Just let me know if you need any more. Will do. Thanks, Ella. Elowen sits next to Alden as he dumps mundane materials from the looted bags. Alden, I was thinking, maybe after we get back to Eladir and turn in this quest, Ella is interrupted by a cluster of strange objects falling out of the upturned sack onto the ground. Ho ho, what have we here? On the ground in front of Alden are four small black cubes. Alden reaches out to pick one up. But as he does, it zaps his hand. Ah, what the hell are these? Alden shakes his hand and then picks up the cube, cautiously this time. His fingers grasp the shiny black edges of the cube without any sparks flying. He quickly lifts it and begins examining it. What have you got there? says Dremir. Some kind of weird cubes. Maybe adamantine? Alden tosses the cube to Dremir. As it lands in the dwarf's hand, a small arc of electricity, um, a small, uh, hmm, a small arc of electricity crosses his fingers. What in blazes? Hmm. Craftsman's impeccable. And yes, it's definitely adamantine. As Dromir studies the cube, Bren jumps up and walks over to them. Well, if it's loot, then I get a quarter of it. She quickly snags a cube and jolts from the shock to her fingers. Jeez, what are these? Some kind of orc prank? Bah, an orc could never make one of these in a million years. Well, well, then they ought to be valuable, says Ella as she picks one up and is shocked. Ow! It's okay, Ella. It only hurts at first, see? Alden bends down and picks the last cube off the ground. And as he does, all of the cubes begin to tremble and glow. Small energy, small energy tethers leap out and begin connecting the cubes as a small interdimensional portal begins to open up in between them. At its center floats a larger cube trembling with radiating dwarven runes as it begins to emit a loud, blasting trumpet noise. Dromir's eyes widen with horror and immediately yanks away his cube. Doing so, the tethers are quickly severed and the large cube in the center descends back into the portal as quickly as it started. 
What? What was that? Something we never should have found. What do you mean, Dromir? Don't know how these orcs found it. I haven't heard the stories told since I was a boy. But they've uncovered a long, hidden away, dwarven weapon. That little cube is capable of leveling mountains. Well, then let's get it. Everyone hold your cubes out again. Alden holds his out eagerly. Alden, the dwarves hid this away for a reason. It's not meant to be wielded. <laughs> who makes a weapon and doesn't use it? Those who've crafted something beyond their own capabilities. Well, I think we're all more than capable, and I know the perfect little goblin village to test it out. No, we will not talk of this any longer. Dromir throws his cube into the fire. What? What What are you doing? Alden grabs his longsword to try and fish it out of the coals, but as he turns back around, he is met with Dromir holding his great club. Alden, leave it. Are you crazy? We finally did it. We found something. With this, we can have anything we want. We can finally be heroes. No monster or villain can stand in our way. Well, we are already heroes. Oh, really, Bryn? Tell that to the farmers and milkmaids back in Breach Hill. I'm talking about real heroes. Heroes that treat with kings and queens. Heroes that defeat hordes of goblins like back in the war. Alden looks around to see Bren eyeing her shoes. Ella giving him a worried look. And Dromir's grave, blank expression. Well, I'm not going to pass this up. Alden, don't do this. No, this is too big. We've worked too hard, Alden. No, you don't get to make all the decisions anymore. But before Alden can finish, a hideous creature tumbles out of the thicket. A small goblin with dark pus-covered burns all over her face and body clambers towards Alden, arms outstretched, gasping for air. Without a second thought, Alden buries the longsword into her. She coughs, her small fingers feeling the steel lodged in her belly. Something glowing in her hand falls to the ground and rolls away. Ella is frozen, unable to take her eyes off of the distorted goblin. She can't hear her companions yelling. Only the shuddered last gasps from the wretched creature on the end of Alden's blade. Wham! Ella snaps back to see Dromir bring his great club down on Alden's head. He falls to the ground with a crack as his skull hits a large rock. Ella can't believe it. Dromir turns to her with a wild expression. She's never seen this face. He takes one step towards her and she's off. 
She bolts into the woods. She hears her name being yelled, but she doesn't stop running. Tears stream down her face. Her friends were gone, corrupted by power, and they would come for her. Come for the cube clutched in her hand, and she would never let them get it. Not after what they took from her. Not after they took him. And with that, we fade back to Ella, blind, sitting in mud in the rain, as Frizzigig stands over her. That's what happened. I, I saw it. I saw it all. I, I told you what happened, and I'm sorry, but let me go. I, I, I gave you everything you wanted. sister was kind she was good she helped people she was doing this whole this whole Desna thing she wanted to help people better she fixed things she fixed wounds she fixed people's hearts she listened to them my sister was a hero she was my hero. She was everybody's hero. She was it. She was gonna lead the village. She was gonna do good things for everybody without ever asking for anything in return. That's a hero. A hero doesn't stand by and watch other people do bad things. That's a villain. You're a villain. Now my hero's gone. He just plops down in the rain and the mud. Who's gonna come fix that? I wanted her to be alive. I wanted it so bad. She could have made everything better, like she always did. She was the only one. I can't fill those shoes. What are you going to do, Elowen? I, I don't know. I, I just need to get out of here. I, I just, I... Why? What are you so scared of? I, 
I don't want them to find me. I don't want them to find this. You know, pointing towards the cube. She's just, you didn't see it. You didn't see the look. Your friends' faces go out like lights. That kind of power, that, that kind of destruction is that every one of us. And I didn't want to let them have it. Not after they killed him. For the gig. Puts it in, in, in a, puts a cube in his back. Says, well, guess that's my burden the bear too now, isn't it? Well, there you go, Elwin. There you go. Do you let her go? Elwin, I don't care. You know what? I don't care what you do anymore. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know anything. I think I know what my sister would have done. Think she would have told you to be better. Oh no, she does that. I don't want you to be better. I want you to be bad. I want to kill you. And I want to feel justified in it. can't I can't seem to find the anger anymore just a whole lot of regret So I don't care what you do, Elowen. You wanna go run and be scared for the rest of your life? That's half the misery you deserve. I just don't. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know anything. And Frizzigate cries. Um, For the first time in point, a long time, Frizzigate just cries. Um, at this point, if unless any, anyone stops her, she's going to struggle with the Tanglefoot bag and is going to free herself the pretty low check and is uh does anyone stop her from trying to get out um she looks at or you know she kind of looks down at Frizz even though she can't see but she can obviously hear the like um sputtering crying from Frizz she Wretches herself free. She looks down. Frizzica doesn't see this, but the other the other ones of you, you see her look down at him, not knowing what to say. You see, like, you know, what you would assume is some kind of guilt on her face, some kind of she feels bad because she understands. But that only lasts for a second before she darts off stumbling, you know, five foot steps because she's blind into the foliage of the jungle as she runs away. Um, Frizzy Gig is going to call after her real quick. He says, My name is Frizzy Gig. If you ever hear that name again, I want you to run the other way as fast as you can. She stops and she's like, like running, like imagine just being blind and running like hands outstretched, like trying to feel your way through the jungle of the Mwangi. Maybe her bird is on her shoulder helping her. And she kind of like stops in the mud, like sinks down and turns. And she just says, I'm sorry. I can't take it back, but I'm sorry. Go be sorry and give gash. Sorry has no place for you here. Then she runs into the woods. <sighs> Silas gets a hero point. Deservingly. Thanks. All right, other party members, what are you doing? Galarian point. has been, like, watching from, like, 15 feet away. I think all of us have been. Yeah. Just within earshot, giving Frizzikigus privacy. Um, she pulls her sword out of the mud. She's using to brace herself and kind of wades through the ponds and moves over to Frizzikig. She sits down with him. She doesn't say anything. Yeah, I think as same. I think as she clears out, purple goes over as well and um, finds a tree 
five feet away or so and just leans up against it and stares at the ground. I think Aaron might prepare, like maybe pull out some rations or like a water skin and just like hanging on to it for the moment that like, you know, just in case Frizzy Gig wants something to eat or drink and he waits. After he just cries silently for a while. Uh, he stops, stands up, and throws the tries to throw some of the mud off of his clothes. You gotta we gotta find somewhere to sleep. You guys gotta eat. Yeah. I can get on that. Give me a Me. second. And Clary kind of walks off and into the jungle area and does her survival things and is gonna look for a spot for us to camp out. Yeah, give me a survival check. We're level seven, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you we guys are leveled up. Oh. Yep. Uh, te technically, not yet. Technically, you're still level six because um, it's until you rest, but you guys will all be level seven when you wake up in the morning. So I'm level six for this roll. That's, that's the important yes, part. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, that is a, a natural 20. All right. Um, you guys are on a tile with near the river. So instantly find water, but with the crit, no, um, no random encounter tonight. Um, yeah, you, you know, find little dry area. Larry moves some like dead trees around or whatever and you guys find a dry place to, to lay your head tonight anything going on at camp before bed or anything I go pluck the gym out of that 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 uh monument yeah the Dahak statue I want to check it out okay. is there anything different about it um other than the fact that it, they're yellow gems now. I want to detect magic too. Nice. Okay. Um, the only new magic you're detecting is the cube fragment. It stinks of magic. Yeah. I can tell. P.U. I think For at some point Aaron wants to go to Frizzy Gig maybe when... Uh, when it seems emotionally appropriate and 
I don't necessarily know how I would put it into words, but I think that Aaron would want to tell Frizzy Gig that he's really proud of him in the way that he handled himself and how a lesser goblin would seek vengeance and feed his hatred. And that Aaron looks up to him. And then Aaron leaves it, and then he goes and cries. <laughs> For sure. Uh, does Urkel have any more outlaw whiskey? Are you dry? Yeah, um, I think, you know, with Claire kind of asking and it just being kind of this, like, rainy, quiet camp setup, um, he's going to, like, kind of fish through his bag and pull out. There's, like, quarter of a bottle left. Um, but I think before opening it, I think he wants to say... I don't want to try to compare anything in my life to what I think we all just saw and what you must be feeling for seeking. In fact, this is probably a new occurrence for most of us. And I don't think I want to forget what I just saw you do. And if you want the rest of this, it's yours. But I for sure don't want to forget what... When I'm feeling through osmosis, if I can even feel anything, about what you've done here tonight. And if you want to forget these feelings, then, like I said, it's yours, but... I'm not sure. And he kind of just puts it kind of in the middle for for everyone who wants it. Pops the, pops the quarter open. It's a pretty big, pretty big bottle, if I remember correctly. Probably got five, six shots worth. Why does everyone keep saying that? I didn't do anything. I didn't... I wasn't letting her go, but not... killing her out of some sort of... kindness or... heroic whatever. I just don't... I don't have... I don't have anything. I don't have anger anymore. It's gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. There's nothing there. That's it. 
It's not that I didn't want to kill her. I couldn't be mad enough to do it. I don't really know what to think about that. It's all just gone. Here's a good guy. I know you're probably tired of hearing these words, but I'm sorry. I... I know what it's like to lose family, but... I don't know what it's like to be under attack by humans who claim to be heroes. And I don't know what it's like to come across someone you hate so much and to lose your emotion. I, all I feel is rage. So I don't know what that feels like. But I do know for a fact the three of you s saved my life. I lost my family. I know we have that in common. A lot of us do. I still, my brother's still gone. He could be dead for all I know. But you all saved me. Not just physically, mentally, spiritually. You saved me. I don't think I'd have anything left if it wasn't for you three. And you too, Renale. So all I can say is that I'm here for you, Frizzagig. I know none of us can replace the bond you had with your sister or your mother. But I consider you my family. And if you need to go back to Gimgash and be with your family, I understand. But I know if... I know if... I know if I came across my brother's dead body, or if I heard that he was dead, the only people I'd want to be around are the four of you that are here right now. I don't trust anybody else to have my back like you all do. And I want to have yours for the gig. Um, real, real quick before you move on, just just so listeners and and, and everyone else knows, um, Frizzy's mom did get shot. She did pull through. She's not. Yeah. She didn't die. Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Just, just, just his sister. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going back there now. I got a job to do. 
Yeah, I still got a job to do. Frizz, do you do you still have that book on you? McAllister's journal? Yeah. Uh yeah. I have to look at it. Yeah, sure. Um Frizzy gives it to Urkel. I just want to look. I just need to make sure that I'm clear here. Yeah. Didn't Rowlid kill Alden? Yes. yes. So he didn't die when what's-his-name hit him over the head. Correct. But from her point of she view... She didn't know that. No, she did not know that. And she said in her exiting kind of monologue that, that he killed him. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They took... They the, killed... Yeah. So she was under the impression that he was yeah. dead. Is that beneficial to talk to her about? I guess... Okay. I guess... She's gone now. Yeah. I mean, it's bumbling to the dock. We can find it. No, it's been hours, actually. Yeah. Um... Yeah, okay. So after just like peeking through and just making sure that he, like his dates are right, he'll just like hand, yeah. hand the book back and I guess Urkel will say like, I think we all stand here with what Clary said, especially, you know, in the midst of a jungle miles and miles away from any sort of civilization. I'm happy to be here with you. And I don't know if you have any sort of idea what the next steps look like for you, but whatever, if you want to pursue more, if you feel like there's unfinished answers or other people that need to atone for what happened to your sister, I think we're all here. For you. And if this is a book that you want to close and never speak of until you're ready to talk about it. I think, again, we're here for you. There's enough room in our campsite tonight for all of us to sleep close to one another. I'm not sure if you'd be interested, but I would sure feel safe with a large sword-wielding woman and uh, a buddy with a bag full of explosives. I don't know. I need oh. to feel safe. <laughs> it's cozy. Warm. Renale, Renale and Aaron. Oh, damn. <laughs> Look at each well, other. and Aaron and the Renale. I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant all of us. But I, I mean, I want to be middle spoon. <laughs> I, that's okay. Renale and I, can we can make our own hut or something. Yeah. Fuck. It didn't land. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> Renala makes a little treehouse. I think I'm done with atonement. He takes a journal and he throws it in the fire. Oh. Damn. Turns out it wasn't really ever worth it. They want to atone. And he pulls out one of those little cubes and, and just kind of inspects it. Well, I guess they can come find me themselves. 
Alright. Do you want to give me an arcana check on that cube? Yeah. The second time. Second time around. Twenty-five. Um, not remembering what you got the first time around, but now that there are two of them, you're able to kind of closely inspect them. And from what you can glean, um, I mean, you heard her story, you know, and you, I mean, as a player, saw the cold open, but Frizzigig, one thing Frizzigig can confirm um, is that that little zap that happened when it when it um, zapped you the first time when you picked it up mm -hmm. um, again like when you pick up this one it doesn't zap you um, each fragment that zap is actually it like basically like burning your fingerprints into it and it's like you're that cubes like user if that makes sense like the the whenever you touch it, it zaps you and it like takes a scan of your fingerprints and like you are like attuned to it. But that's all you can glean from it. It imprints. Yeah. Thinks I'm its mom. What? Why do you? Just the imprint. Sorry. Nothing. <laughs> all right. That's it. I kind of want to touch one, but. Kind of seems like working. I shouldn't. <laughs> Aaron's just like <laughs> you just see Aaron like over reaching over on a sleeping bed, just reaching out towards Frisgig, and then yeah, oh, Frisgig sleeping, and Aaron goes over and just touches it, and then goes back to bed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just he's. I think he's like debating over which one he should touch. Yeah, like this one, this one. No, I shouldn't touch either. <laughs> <laughs> but this one is kind of special. <laughs> but this one's got some stuff going on, too. <laughs> nah, I'm just going to go. All back. right. <laughs> um, after after everyone goes to bed, I think Frizzigig is. He's just laying there looking up at the sky. Um, after a while, he says to Desna, if Desna is even listening, she was there for you so many times. Where were you when she needed you? Rolls over and hugs a little sleeping guppy next to him. Aww. Dream, 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 dream sequence. Dream sequence. <laughs> dream, dream, dream sequence. Dream, 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 dream sequence. Dream. Come on. Vision. Come on. Come up with it. Right now. <laughs> the loading and screen is happening. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, you can go out and post. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say one thing. Um, Doesn't that take one offense? of you? 
one of you does have a dream. Uh, Clary, in your sleep, you are tossing and turning. Um, you have a dream. Um, it's not a very good dream. You're worried and sweating. We see Clary tossing and turning. And um, you wake up in the middle of the night and you look around you and you see there are uh, slash marks in the tent that you guys have. Like on the sides of the canvas, there's like a slash mark from some kind of animal. Like claws. And your first thought is like, oh man, we're being attacked. And you look down at your hands and they are jaguar claws. Like elongated nails and stuff. And then slowly as you kind of come to, they like turn back to your normal hands. But you notice like underneath your like tunic that you're sleeping in the little medallion that was your mother's that was given to you is like trembling but everyone else is asleep and um functionally claire you um, I need to double check on how often it activates, but you have uh, claw attacks that are natural, and there are one d six slashing. What? That what? Is so sick. That is so Whoa. sick. Whoa! Turn the damn tent. That is so cool, man. <laughs> I wish I could get powers by dreaming. Just look at the medallion on my neck. Put under my shirt, and I just roll over and try to go back to sleep for now. Um. Yeah. No, there is no. Um, there is no timer on this. You can activate it whenever, but it does take an action to transform your hands into claws. Whoa. Very cool. And I would assume Very I can't cool. like wield any weapons while my hands are claws. Um. Yeah, I don't think so. That means you're not. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think technically, like, you could have your greatsword. Like, you could have them equipped, but you couldn't, like, use yeah, it. Yeah, because I can't use my greatsword. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, like, yeah, like, you always have, like, 1d6 claws. Very, very cool. Anyways. Yeah, you, you just feel like you're, like, you're tuning to the like medallion like it it's just like as as you are drawing power it is like gifting you powers hmm. dude that is so cool so now you have the like smell the can't remember if i said it was 15 feet or 30 it's, feet uh, yeah it's 15 feet sensibility yeah 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 15 feet sensibility um yeah so anyways sorry so but yeah you wake up and everyone's like well what the fuck will we attacked and then you're like no uh, and then Renale is like, it's okay, I'll patch it back up with my spider silk. <laughs> Thank God, Renale. 
Did you and Aaron have a good night? They're just in cocoons that she like has made. She made me a cocoon. Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys are just sleeping in little like spider cocoons up in the like canopy. I know it was actually have... really nice. It was hard to get out of, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I know we all have like dried rations and like nuts and fruits, but um, yeah, I just like to think that like Urkel's cooking us breakfast. Like he's like putting yeah. out a continental breakfast for us when we wake up. I went out um, and found some yeah. wild bird eggs. I'm also imagining Aaron, I don't want to move on to this yet, but Renali's like, trust me, and Renali's in like spider form, like spinning you up oh like a gosh. spider. Like you know, Frodo. and you're like, oh, you know, but she's like, I'm just tucking you in. Oh, that is rough. Yeah. Just, just Aaron's head speaking out. He yeah. It's his little mummy bag for you. It's like, best sleep like of my life. See a, yeah, yeah. When you see a little dog and they're like, their teeth are all like really jank and they're like kind of like mangy and their hair's apache and you're like, it's cute in a sad way. <laughs> it's yeah. the same emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Urkel's absolutely, he's scrounged to yeah. kill the boar and there's some bacon on the cast iron skillet. <laughs> Um, but not as we're eating, I want to I want to pull Aaron aside for a second. Why me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, is it secret? No, <laughs> it's just like I just needed to talk to you, and I didn't want to disturb anybody else during their morning activities. Oh, yeah. Is this about They're... our relationship? Oh fuck, Aaron! Oh, shit. Please Aaron, leave. Aaron. Okay, okay, I'll go. I'll go. Please go away. I'm sorry. You were right. They really didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I feel like in the morning, Urkel is like, he's just a different person. He just has to get everything done in a specific order. And if anybody disturbs it, he gets all cranky. I don't understand it. Frizzigig sleeps in all the time, way too long. And Renale is sometime in a spider Give form. Give him a break. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, everybody grieves, but he just needs to go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my word. Whoa. Wipe it away. We're at 54. Uh, that's all. Wait, Urkel's a different person in the morning. <laughs> now I'm actually sad. Uh, yeah, sometimes Kaleri really sucks in the morning. <laughs> Most times. Okay. Let's, let's, a let's rewind. <laughs> let's rewind back to when Aaron leaves the tent with me. Because um, none of that actually this isn't. You can't just load your past. Oh, too late. I already did. Um, Aaron. It's about our relationship. <laughs> no, Aaron, I... No, look, I didn't want to bother okay, anybody. After last night, I didn't want to... Frizzy's got enough on his mind, and... Uh, Urkel's doing his best to keep everything afloat, so... I just needed to talk to you about this, because I, I don't know what's going on with me. That... That claw mark in the tent from this morning... Clary like pulls up her hand and like holds it in between her and Aaron at a safe distance and like mm -hmm. turns her hand into like she she changes the shape of her hand and she has claws yeah. now. I I imagine it's like a saber tooth, like Wolverine's brother. Ah, yes. He was saying, mm -hmm. like not like it turns into like a paw. Like Killua. It's like it. Yeah. <gasps> but maybe a little bit more feral. Sick. Yeah, a little more feral. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she gets a little bit more hair. Yeah. But she just goes, Aaron, 
Aaron. Oh. What the hell is happening to me? And she holds up the medallion and says, uh, I don't know what's going on. Ever since I got this, I can, I, I can smell like from really far away. Uh, like I can tell that we haven't showered in, in like weeks. Special yeah. Urkel. Hey, um, I'm well kept. Hey, this <laughs> doesn't involve you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't Your know. I just had ready. this really awful dream and and I woke up in the middle of the night and my hands just... I don't know what's going on, Aaron. Can can you tell me what this medallion is? I don't know if what? you've tried yet or... Wow, there's one... You could have been bitten by a lycanthrope insect, but I doubt that's what's going on, but we have to state that. <laughs> it's kind of like... Um... Oh, wait. You're level seven. Wait, we're all level seven. Oh, wait. Okay, guys, so wait, guys, we don't have claws. Okay, no, that, that's not it either. Forget about that. Aaron, what are you... What Let are me you... see the medallion. <laughs> um, give me an arcana check. I'm crack up my dice. <laughs> it was dice real fast. Thirty-four. Oh Holy my god! Holy cow! Is that a crit? No, it's a nineteen though. Dang. Okay. Nice. So I will. I will just straight up tell you what this is. Um, this is a relic, and this is a new thing, from my understanding, in Pathfinder Two. And I'll just read you the text of what the relics are. Says some extraordinary magic items grow in power along with a character, gaining abilities that add to an adventurer's legend. These are called relics, and owning one can define a character more than any other magic item could. So they're not like worth anything. Or actually, I think they can be um, if you want to sell it. But essentially, this is Aaron. You would just know this is a relic. And it is attuned to a certain type of magic, the transmutation magic. And um, yeah, as like if a level one in Aaron's terms, if a level one person had it, it would give like a very minor benefit. But if a level 20 person had it, it would give them tons of powers. You know what I'm saying? So like as the character grows, it like scales with new abilities. So I explained to Kaleri that... This relic, having belonged to your family, probably has some latent ancestral magic going on in it. But the your strength as you grow, for example, your level seven, like I just said, <laughs> you are feeding it energy as well. And it's providing you with magic power back. So it's growing with you, which is really special considering, you know, it belonged to your family. It's kind of epic. <laughs> so nothing's going wrong. You don't have a disease. It's just <laughs> cool magic stuff. Wow. That's 
It's incredible. I, that must have been why my my mother was so powerful. Just all my memories of her. This must have had something to do with it. Hmm. Did your mom have claws? My my mother. I think what you north of the expanse say was a druid. Oh, so, then she definitely had claws sometimes. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I, I don't really know what all that entails. I'm sure you probably understand druids much more than I do, I've, but... Nah, I've read some books, but that's about it. <laughs> well, look, Aaron... I also I kissed a druid one time at a party, but I was... I had half a beer, so I was really <laughs> drunk. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Aaron, you said the first Wait. time you drank was... <laughs> Wait, did Aaron you? Is a I actually alcoholic. remembered it. I remembered it. Um, and I've actually been drunk a lot, but it's been blackout <laughs> drunk every time. And they kind of started coming back to me. And it's canon. Uh, it's pretty emotional. I think I've done some bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is the first half of this episode so tough? <laughs> Emotional and should be what I said. I'm just trying think, to make continuity. I think, I think <laughs> I'm trying I'm just like subconsciously just trying to avoid all the sadness I have in my heart right now. Like to very, be completely very honest. Similar. Silas is crying, he hasn't said a word in yep. minutes. I've been on I like almost cried and kinda of cried at one point. I I've been on the verge of tears like five times. But um Okay. I'm gonna go back into the tent. I'm gonna say Aaron. We all have done bad things. <laughs> As you come back, so that, that, that's what the yeah. article, that's what they think the conversation's about. I think I actually have a problem with lying. <laughs> I've never drank before oh, hey. when I told you I drank before. Oh, hey, I just kind of came up with, the, never mind. Guys, we're all level seven. <laughs> <laughs> While they step away, can I talk to Frizz? Yeah, yeah. perfect timing. Um, I would like to. Yeah, and Renali is just sitting there. Yeah, that's fine. Eating her eggs. Yeah, <laughs> breakfast is good. Um, I'm serving it up, and uh, as I do, I say, um, <clears throat> "Well, I guess I have my answer then." What do you mean? Well, when we first met each other not too long ago, um, I believe I asked you what you would do when you found them. I got my answer. Hmm. You told me if you don't remember that you weren't sure. And last night you seemed very sure. My next question now is now that now that you're here, now that you've done what you're going to do. Are you happy here? With us? Do you want to continue to be with us? What are you going to do going forward? And he's like focused on breakfast. He's not looking at Frizz. Urkel is such a dad. He, he is. is such a dad. <laughs> he is. I'm learning that 
happy is a strong word. I don't know about happy. I don't really know much about anything right now. I don't know if that'll change. But, uh, I don't know. I think you do know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think you do know. You've been making choices since the day we met. Choices that have brought you here. Choices that have... Correct me if I'm wrong, but they've been making you who you are. I wasn't asleep last night when you said that. I guess you could call that a prayer. I know that your sister had something special with Desna. Something that maybe you don't understand, but... I know Aaron prays a little bit. And I am not a religious man. Not nearly as, as much as I should be, but you, out of the entire bunch, seem to talk to her quite a bit. Frizz, you are so much more than you give yourself credit for. Clary wasn't bullshitting you when she said that she was impressed. I know that you're young. But you are worth a lot. You're smarter than you, again, that you give yourself credit for. There's a lot of fucking good that has come out of you. Even in the short time I've seen you. Sorry, even in the short time I've known you. Finish with your eggs. Frizzy Gig and Silas are both dumbfounded. <laughs> so Aaron and Claire are coming back, and Aaron yeah. says, Yeah, so I think I'm having an issue with being kind of a pathological liar. I just am afraid <laughs> to open about who I am as a person, other people. And so, yeah, it's a I don't know, it's complicated. Wait, so have you been lying about like those level things this entire time? No, that's the one part that's true. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think more about just who I am. Hey, like Aaron, internally. I, it's, yeah. I uh I think I'm just gonna chill out. Looks okay. like Turkey bacon! <laughs> okay. Um I hate to be bearer of bad news. I mean, Frizzy Gig is aggressively eating eggs right now. <laughs> okay. He yeah. is so flustered. Falls deep in it. He is just, just shoveling them down. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but um, I believe you wanted to head south, right? 
Yeah. After yellow, head south. I believe so. What's up? Um, and she kind of like points out the like ten campsite, and south is just water. Like the river is just south, and then beyond the river is kind of like a swamp area on the other side of the river. Um, I just don't know how we kind of want to go from here. Clary can run on water, I think. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> Clary walks to the edge of the river check and this like, out. runs out thirty feet and then runs back thirty feet. What the fuck? Whoa. Wait, so, yeah, is there anything cool you guys want to share with the audience about level 7? Jeez, like, Calera breathes fire, she runs on water, she flies. I she can claws. lie better. She has I claws. Can, she has claws. Now I she can, has claws. She is becoming a biblical angel. I can see yeah. better. That's it. She's going to you know... You know you're gonna. T- you're not gonna tell him. You're just gonna show him in a fight, and people are just gonna be confused. So you might as well tell him. I just. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to scare She has a really cool anybody. magic item. What? And it is growing with her, and now it gives her claws. <laughs> That's why there's the gash. There was no monster. <laughs> Claire is getting really strong. Right? like. <laughs> And I was like, wait, you did that? Gesture <laughs> <laughs> she like thinks so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Renale. I think I had some more milk before bed. I had a bad dream. And oh I turned into God. a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so how how do you guys want to handle the river? You can't handle the river, what the is river your plan? handles you chance. What is your plan of action? Unless there's more you guys want to discuss, can, but I just can want we to see do. the grid. Yeah, and didn't our take us to the grid. Didn't our friend Gahad have a nice little raft? Gahad is Gahan, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the here's the map. You guys have cleared quite a bit. I don't think we're gonna hundred um, percent this map. I'm gonna be real with you, Chance. <laughs> okay. Head back and forth the river. Um, yeah. So there's the river. And then you guys are wanting to go to the hex south, mm-hmm. but that would require, and that is towards this kind of swamp area, and it would require you to uh, f- to fjord the river. Um, how, how what are the rules? River? What are the rules for making a raft? Ooh, funny you should say that. <laughs> um, I figured you had them. Phil Collins needs to play while we build our little house in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Logistical Come question, on. Chance. Since I can technically stride on water now, and as long as my next action is a stride, then I don't yeah. fall into the water. And we had a raft. And could I technically tie a rope to the raft, run <laughs> out in front of the raft and pull it, drop the rope, run back to the raft and get on it, no, <laughs> no, that's that's BS. He's just a reindeer on our side. Um, wait, do you mean like giving it like momentum? Yeah, yeah, momentum. Just giving it momentum. Run, 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 <laughs> and then you just kind of like, like you know, you kind of walk down and you start sinking, and then you're like, okay, and then you hop back on the raft as it's like speeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole lot of BS. A whole lot of like. 
Roadrunner. Um, yeah. Type. Why can't I find these rules? Dash from Okay, here, here we go, here we go. Um, okay, so the river's width is about 200 feet, right? 200 feet to half a mile right. uh, is how wide it is. Um, and if you guys wanted to create some kind of serviceable raft, um, it would require a day of downtime and succeeding a crafting check. Hmm. If you guys wanted to take the time to build some kind of raft from the nearby wood. Why can't Clary just pick us up and run us across? I've got one of the run half a mile. Clary, you think you can run half a mile? Um, Clary, I I challenge you (laughs) to run half a mile. If you haste me like 10 times, maybe. I said I challenge you. (laughs) Clary could definitely run four miles to a contest of strength. (laughs) <laughs> even even if it even if you like get across right, so no. even if you get across the river, you're still entering um, essentially a swamp. And if you're familiar with kind of like like Louisiana, Alabama, like swampland, it's like like it's it's not as deep as a river, but it's still like yeah. deep. If you're trying to navigate, you can't go on yeah, foot. You'd right? be underwater. So. Um, Sounds but, like we got to build a raft. Yeah. Back the only way you could is day. if you were a swamp monster. Fact of the day. Correct. During the wet season, the Amazon River can be 24.8 <laughs> miles at its widest length. Isn't that crazy? Length, length or width. width? My bad. Oh, okay. 24 miles? That's 24 well. miles wide. Drain the river? That's wild. Maybe? I don't know. That is insane. <laughs> um, yeah, so what do you guys want to do? I'm just saying she's, she's Does anyone shanties. have any other ideas other than making a, a raft? Uh, Aaron, can you make us fly yet? You know, I chose other things <gasps> so that you'd be stronger in combat. Oh, okay, so I Peter Pan that. just... Okay. Um, uh, what about I use my fingers to make a whistle um, that only baby back ribs knows? <laughs> Aaron, are you drunk? Um, also, Maybe baby back ribs will come in like five days. <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, just letting you guys know, um, if you guys were to have a raft... Um, you would be able to move um, twice your normal speed on river hexes. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Let's build a raft. Okay. Is that going to take a day to build yeah. a raft? Well, it's either it's either we, takes a yeah, day. we either move back a hex and may, maybe try to cross the river there because it's thinner or and spend a day doing that or just build a raft and leave tomorrow. Right? Yeah. Frizzy gig. We need your help. Yeah, I can build the raft. Cue in the uh, the Lowe's um, Home Depot like music. You can do it. We can help. That's yeah. what boom, Urkel boom, says boom, to Frizz. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. That's what Urkel says to Frizz. Uh, you can do it, and we can help. <laughs> All right. So you guys burn a day. Yeah. Yep. I can chop trees for you, Frizzy Gig. Um, oh boy. 
uh, Frizzy Gag, I need a crafting check. Yeah, I got a big and one. And I need a survival check from Kalare for resting down. 36. Who? Oh. All right. It's, it's a, a killer raft. You guys, you guys build a really nice raft, and you find some good sticks and build little oars to row it. Um, Perfect. So the survival check is 15. Hey, that's oh. pretty good. It's a natural All right. two. Well, that is a fail. Assumed as much. Wait, what the, what the, what do you mean you didn't find any food? But I need everyone to make a fortitude save. I know that for sure. Natural 20. 25. 35. No, it was 13. What? what? 19. Oh, man. I got a 13. Okay. Um, you can kill me now. My successes become crit successes, and my crit successes make me ascend to god mode, so. God so. mode, so Fingers I crossed. could actually just give Aaron my fortitude save because I crit succeeded. Her life force. <laughs> Suddenly I sprout claws. <laughs> Aaron and I fuse to become one level 14 being. But the combination cool. wasn't perfect, so we're only level 13. Can we get some fuse earrings? Like fusion earrings in this game? Yes, please. That would be sick. Aaron just casts fly on Kaleri's body inside herself, and she's wicked fast now. And strong. We just, I, like, we put on the same earrings, and then I just get on her back. And then she's just <laughs> running around swinging the sword, and I'm just, like, casting spells. Casting on. lightning on the sword as he strikes. Okay, uh, Jackson, like the same you, got person. A, you got a 13, you said? I said 30. Okay. <laughs> and then what, Frizz, what did you get? 19. 19. And Urkel, you got above that, I right? Okay. Okay. Um, oh, I guess Renali needs to roll too. Oh, she's fine. And then I need to roll for the random encounter. Uh, you guys are fine from random encounters. Um, okay, so you wake up the next day. Um, you guys wake up and you guys have a shiny new raft with oars that Frizzigeek has made. It looks to have really good stats because he's such a talented craftsman. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you guys now have the ability if you were to travel um, up and down the river, um, you guys can move at two hexes speed instead of one and still be able to search that hex and everything. Nice. Very cool. Um, but it has really, really kind of opened up for the listeners. The, the river kind of runs the middle of this map. And so it allows them to move faster and stuff. Um, but yeah, so what do you guys plan on doing Wait, now? Wait, what happened to me? Uh, you don't feel very good. But that's about it. Hmm. Can I do oh, like dang. a medicine check on myself? Um. Yeah. Okay. Dude, just do a medicine check to see see what's going on. I give myself a physical. I got it. Um, I got a thirty. Okay. So Aaron, Aaron, you have. Uh, what we like to call dysentery. Mm. 
um, violent nausea, gradual dehydration. Um, you, uh, okay. So the onset is one day. So you're not, you're, you currently have it. Um, but it's going to take a day for it to set in. Oh, awesome. right? So the next morning, um, I'm going to have you make another save and then another save. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? Until, uh, but just so you know, stage one is second one and you cannot recover from the sickened condition from dysentery until the disease is cured. Uh, stage two, you are fatigued and sickened one. Um, and that's Don't we have an antidote so. for that? Um, hold on. Um, Aaron should have, uh, it's not an antidote. It's an anti-plague, I believe. And that should give you a bonus on your next check. All right. So really not a too big of a deal. Um, if you can make that save, um, but the anti-plague, which you have 13 of, you were given (laughs) 10 of them from the Akujai. So the antidote doesn't do that. That antidote is is poison. The antidote is poison. Oh, I was like, what do you mean it's poison? It fixes poison. Yeah, it'll give you it'll give you a plus two on your next save if you want to the use it. The antidote is poison. The antidote poison is actually you. arsenic. They're yeah. trying to kill you out here in the sticks. So anyways, the disease won't kill you, but it just is going to make make you second means you can't drink poison. Aaron should be sticking his ass out on the end of the boat, shitting in the water as we're going. Yeah. Aaron, you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I have to poop. Um, so yeah, what are you? What are you guys trying to do? South, right? south in the boat on the raft. Right. You, you're gonna go Just south. Just a couple Who's of times. So I guess Frizzygig should, because it's his raft, right? Frizzygig, yeah, yeah. Frizzygig's at the rudder. Okay, I will hoist the sail. Um, so yeah, you guys are gonna go down the river, gonna cross, and you know, you, it's only about half a mile, so you cross it pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and I would imagine you're going like a 10 foot speed, you know, consistent rowing. And eventually you're going to kind of go through the swamp ish area. And just so you know, just perspective, we're almost at a week and a half now since you left to cribble, uh, Kaleri, most of about a week. You've now just been in this constant haze, smoke, garbage. And, um, as you guys are kind of moving south, leave the river, you're going through the swamp area. The the little raft is kind of wading uh, through, steering through these like trees and like overgrown things of, of roots and like um, all kinds of like jungle vines. Um, from what you can gauge, um, the water's really murky and stagnant. But from what you can tell, it's only probably like five to 10 feet deep, you know, not too deep, but you can't really see the bottom just from looking. Um, And Clary, the fog and smoke is just getting worse and worse as you guys are kind of going forward into this area. Um, That is flavor. It's not actually any worse, like mechanically, but for flavor, you're just like, this is really bad. Like it's almost like just getting dense and just hard to deal with. Um, and you guys are going to move through this swamp 
and thick roots of the gnarled trees crisscross in this portion of the jungle as the sodden earth gives way to the waters of this darkened swamp. You behold a squat fortress made from red clay that rises from the murky water, surrounded by a towering dragon-shaped, surrounded by dragon-shaped pillars topped with blazing bonfires. I'm going to move this. And this is what you see. Whoa. And as you guys wade in, you see this massive fortress made of clay rising out of these waters and stationed along the ridge and rim of this fortress. You see there are Bogards wielding crossbows, and next to them are these kind of curved uh, trumpet things to like horns to, to warn you would imagine of invaders. And you also see there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pillars, the same pillars that you have been deactivating all in a circle around this fortress and all of them are different colors and you see they are all connected and there is a large arcane bubble surrounding the fortress and it is made up of many colors but the colors that you see are violet Red, orange, and indigo are the colors of this bubble force field. And you see that there are four totems, violet, red, orange, and indigo that are glowing. And then there are four that are not glowing, which are the black, blue, green, and yellow totems. And I need you all to roll stealth for me. And I will let you I will let you follow the expert on Urkel. Don't mess it up this time, Urkel. Which well it doesn't it doesn't hinge on him. You guys all get a plus two. Yeah. Unless is Urkel a master in stuff? No, not yet. No. Okay, so you all get a plus two. And then if you don't already have a proficiency bonus to stealth, which uh Jackson, I don't believe you do, right? I do not. Uh, then you get to add Urkel's level as your proficiency bonus, so level seven. Um, do did we get to bump two skills up to master for level seven, or just one? One. I, I only got one. one. Okay. Just one. Yeah, I just got one too. Um, okay. Yeah. So I got a twenty-eight. I got a twenty-four. 29 21 for Frizzy Gig. You guys are all safe from being spotted. Jeez. That you can tell. What the fuck, you Chance? See the, you see the Bogards no longer 
The, the Bogards watching or, or do not see you guys in the raft. You're hidden by some shade. Um, but what are you guys thinking? What's your what's your move? What are you thinking right now? Dungeon. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, <laughs> how do we get in? Do we have to disable all the totems before we can get in? You know, let's say yeah, right here where I'm pinging, right here where I'm pinging is kind of like a gate, like a big wooden gate made of like tree trunks that you could like open to enter. Where's the nearest tower? Are these, so the four towers that are, I mean, this shield is made of all the colors, obviously. Where's yeah. the nearest tower that is one of these colors on the shield? Uh, This one. Okay. Aaron, you think you can cast... Uh, the disable magic. What is it? Sorry. Uh, I'm such spell? an idiot. Spell magic. It's Maybe okay. I know what you meant. On this. Wait, which which ones are are deceased? Uh, violet, red, orange, and indigo. Oh, not black. My bad. Yeah, there you go. You can you can cross them off. I want to uh, check it out with uh, my magic. You want to check it out? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay, give me an arcana check. Uh, 29. 29? Mm -hmm. Yes. You do not know. Son of a bitch. Damn. Just a little shy, but Aaron, you do not know. You you know that the, obviously, that the uh, tethers, you would put two and two together, that the colors you've deactivated have deactivated parts of this barrier, but you do not know the powers of this or any other info. We can try to disable it anyways. All right, which, uh, which is, uh, we'll say, uh, Violet. Yeah. Okay. All right, give me the spell magic check. I got a 31. Um, just gonna double check. We're doing my spell attack mod. Yeah, spell attack mod. Um, yeah. Um, zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> freaking works. You see, <laughs> yes, sir. The um, violet up. pillar goes down. Ooh. Everyone hide. But I need everyone hide. Yeah, we gotta freaking hide. Yeah. Do you guys kind of back up? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, yes. we, we we try to get concealment. Okay. I feel like we just like okay TP'd their lawn. Yeah. <laughs> As, sure. as you guys kind of like row back and hide, um, as you guys move a little bit and kind of get to a, a, a better spot, uh, you know, the uh, Bogard, the two at the front on these pillars, and like, or these platforms near that pillar are going to be and like talking to each other. And um, after. Are they, is it audible? Um, yeah, can we hear him? After, uh, I mean, yeah, they're talking in Bogardies. Does anyone speak Bogardies? <laughs> I don't know. Bogardies So after 24 seconds of you guys resetting and like hiding, the violet totem turns back on and then so does the the barrier adds the colored violet to it okay well okay 
Aaron, that's a that's like a once a day kind of thing, right? I could do it twice a day. Okay. Hmm. Three times if I take a nine-hour nap in between. <laughs> Ooh. I say four times if I do. Well, I think I I I think he's still twenty four hours. Even I think you don't understand my magic. Renale, do you have this ability as well? <laughs> um, no, I took some other spells when I leveled up. I'm sorry. Well, it's been really nice working with you. You can your services are no longer needed here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I take it back. Everybody just stares at her, Cole. Don't say that. <laughs> She's not useful. Quit your booing. You know I'm right. <laughs> uh, well, I think we have our answer. I mean, uh, we don't know if this actually keeps us out or anything. It just is. Uh, it looks like it does. Urkel, go touch it. I don't know about that. You have the I most. I do have a you fancy. You have the most stealth. You have the most stealth. How much do we know about? Uh, I can I can cast invisibility on oh, you. Me too. No worries. I can do it myself. Boom! I'm invisible. I'm gonna go touch the freaking shield. Nice. I have my little cloak that I double tap. Oh geez, I'm I'm Invis. I can feel the cliffhanger <laughs> coming right now. And I, I can see yeah. Chance's face. Did not even have to roll diplomacy. Wow. Watch, watch so, me do this. Watch me quietly do this. All right, stealth, and then you're gonna get in the water. Right? Is that water ahead? How oh, how tall is Urkel? Six eight. Okay, yeah. If you get in the water, the the water's five foot. Oh, it's so. fine. I got plenty of room. Okay. So you're gonna going get in the to, water and I'm going sneak to, up to the. What? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see if I get close to it. Does it look dangerous? Like, is it, you know, when people hold up like cigarette lighters and they're like red hot and you're like, as a kid, people are like, oh, touch it, touch it. And you're like, I don't think I should touch that. Like, am I getting that kind of vibe from like the wall? Like, I don't think I should touch this. Yes. I mean, it, it, it looks to be some kind of magical <laughs> defensive barrier. Never a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Chicken. Touch okay. the back of the crew says, do you think he'll do you think he'll actually touch it? Now listen, <laughs> like I triple dog dude. So, so listen. <laughs> Just touch it with your left I, hand. That way if it gets damaged, have, you still have your sword hand. <laughs> sword hand. How much how much do do we know about Kaleri? They've called her the prophet in front of us, right? Yes. So I got this fancy move called group coercion. And I can make a diplomacy check with like a bump if I try to talk to a lot of beasts. Do you think we should try to reason and get them to open touch the door because we have the prophet? I don't want to touch the butt. <laughs> Entreat. Entreat them. Yeah, see if they can maybe take us inside. I don't know. Or is that a bad idea? Well, I'm talking to the group here. The consequences... Well, are you, did you come back? Oh, yeah, they're not going to touch the butt. It just looks like a, a stovetop. You said you I'm would do chicken. it. I was afraid. I got scared. All right, that's fair. And enough. you, and you, 
and you burned your magic and yeah just for the day fool. comes back tomorrow relax i got like three potions of invisibility look, in my pocket. look 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 we've got like four days of rations left why don't we just okay but seriously though like i depowered that and it came back yeah. on so we need to get like the pillar that's not here yeah no, we at least have to, we at least have to do it for two more of them, and then we can burn the other two and go in if That's we wanted to be idea. real cheeky about it. Um, That's guys, Chance, if you recall, last time we played, Chance said that this could be over real quick, depending on what we decide to do, and he said that there was something that wasn't optimal, but that we could do it anyway. I think this is what he's talking about. We can either take it the safe way and go, you know, spend an extra couple of days, probably more than a couple of days, close to a week, fusing the other totems, or we can just fuck all and go in. I have an idea. Let's hear it. How long was that pillar depowered down? 25 seconds. 20, 24 th seconds. 30, so 30 seconds. Because it's a six second. 24 seconds. Oh, 20. And there's 30 seconds. Four Probably up. 30 seconds. Four there's rounds. Four up. That's four rounds. Four. Yeah, that's four rounds. Yeah, yeah, 24 seconds is four rounds. Okay, so like I could, I could theoretically like take dispel magic like three times. Yeah. And then use bonded item for the fourth time. But we're like, we have to like jump in as soon as I do the last and, one. Yes. Let's this do it. Wild. <laughs> Let's, Let's freaking do it. Oh We're gonna camp goodness. outside the the. Oh! We're gonna camp. As you guys are talking. Oh Fuck. shit. Um, Renali looks over and sees the water move off in the distance. And she sees two little eyes rise from the water. And as she touches Urkel's shoulder before she can say something, whoosh, you see from like 50 feet away, the water just explodes. And this giant, like two ton alligator comes rushing at you. And in one action, closes the distance and it snaps its like 10 foot wide jaws down and snaps your raft in half. That is not good. And that is the end of episode what 55. What the hell, dude? <laughs>